Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about the monarchy with Harry and Meghan and the passing of Prince Philip. We thought it'd be an interesting time to talk about whether or not they're inbred, if diseases are proliferating through their blood, and the science of tea, honey. (laughs) Tea. That's the tea, honey, about bad leadership speaking of. Okay, so we live in absolute hellhole. We live in a current hell called Ontario, led by (laughs) a clown, ridiculous horrible politician named Doug Ford, also known as Dofo or Doofus. Um, he did not listen to healthcare professionals about the variants. We actually made a podcast about it. You can go listen to it. And, you know, he just ignored everything we talked about. Um, we'll I heard not someone say, say that they, we should call it the Doug bug. <laughs> the Doug bug. Oh, my God. Wait, what do you mean? Like, Because, you know, how, like in Ontario, in Ontario, people like are so afraid to elect the NDP. And it's because of Ray days. Like, Bob Ray implemented these things about Ray days. And so people are like, it's so annoying that that's lived on as a legacy for decades. Now people are like, if we call it the Doug bug. Okay, good, 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 good. Anyway. Well, anyways, I love the NDP. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We had a week off. We didn't have a week off from the podcast, but we took a week off of work last week. It was beautiful. The was buds amazing. are absolutely bursting yeah. forth with foliage. I have such bad allergies right now. Oh, no. I'm having to take an allergy pill every day. I have read actually it's not my study today, but there there is like much earlier season for allergies now. Thank you, climate change. Hashtag climate change coming in for that. As well as just worse allergy seasons lately, like this year. And I think last year, I can't remember how I felt last year, but already I'm like, oh, Jesus, it's every day. Oh, geez, oh, Louise. Geez. Maybe that's why I have a headache right now, too. But I don't. Yeah, we were like, we're like, okay, should Mitch discuss his ailments off the top? There's <laughs> <laughs> a, a theme, it's a trend. We should make a little jingle and be like, Mitch's ailments. And you honestly. can like say them. But honestly, I do, honestly. Honestly. Um, I do feel like climate change has brought spring earlier um, here in Canada. And so, like, when I do see these like beautiful you know, showy forsythias showing their elegant yellows. Oh, I is that what that think, is? I was wondering the other yeah. day on my walk, I, I saw a beautiful yellow plant tree thing. Bush. Shrub. Okay, shrub. Right? And Yeah, well, it was showy big forsythia. enough to maybe be kind of, not a tree, but like, you know, you know when you see like a Japanese maple and it's like that. Yeah, yeah. Tree. No, they're, yeah, they're, they're a shrub um, by definition. It was beautiful and then it was already dropping its leaves. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's flowers that I was like, oh, did I miss it? I first so to sad. come, first to go in uh, our zone and then the leaves come after. For Scythia. For Scythia. They're also edible and I will say yesterday. 
I, 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 took, I just took Ernie and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I know they're edible. And I was, I was just like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And I'm like, oh, and I started eating them because it had just rained. So I'm like, it's a good time, I think. I start eating them trying to be like, is there any Wait, flavor? why is that a good time? Because they're clean. They're fresh. Yeah, like there's like water has been on them. Yeah, yeah. And I look over and there's just like two couples having like beers, social distance on the front lawn, laughing in my really? face. And then I was listening to music and I didn't, I kind of like smiled back at them, but I couldn't tell if they were laughing at me or not, but I did just eat a shrub. And and then I just like, <laughs> oh I like God. sang my song like really energetically so that they were like this, so that like they could be like, oh, he's like just in his head. I was like, oh I was like, I really need a wish right now. Wish it's like and if like you hadn't walking. already garnered their attention, you certainly grabbed it then. <laughs> so I personally, not to be braggy, you know, no rude. I don't oh. love like I want to show it oh. for Scythia because I like that they're the first to bloom, but they drop their petals real fast and they just are a green shrub. So I don't love shrub. them. Okay, I, I'm actually curious to know what they look fair. like. But there are other plants that are blooming right now. There are yeah. like tree. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's magnolias or like cherry, cherry blossoms. Trees. Yes, there's yeah. like certain beautiful flowers out right now. Magnolias. And I have so much time anxiety, and I was like, oh my god, am I already missing it? Like I just a week ago I was like, I'm so excited That's for so spring, funny. and now I'm like, wait, the leaves, their petals are falling. Magnolias are the are are blooming right now. They also bloom very quickly and early, and are beautiful. And I used to work at um, a nursery where I would sell shrubs and people would come in so excited because they'd see all these magnolia trees and they'd be like, I want those big magnolia trees. And then we, I'd be like, here they are. And it'd be a tiny, you know, like, like, like seed, like, like, like tiny, like a few, they're like, what is that? I'm like, well, it has to grow. grow. <laughs> like they, like these people would come in and be like, I oh want these giant God. things. I'm like, that'll cost you thousands of dollars if you want yeah. to like transplant that giant tree. It's just interesting. And then they'd be like, oh, never mind. And then they'd leave. <laughs> they only want the full ground. Yeah. Version. It's like an interesting thing. Like, like shopping for like the beauty of a magnolia in spring. It's like, you know, you kind of have to put the work in part yeah, of the beauty. Be so nice to see one grow from a baby. I know exactly, and then you exactly. That's what Yours. I thought. Like you got to like be one is with. There, also, um, sorry, only if they fall, and you can also eat. <laughs> you can also eat those. Only buds. if they fall. I mean, what? like I mean, like I don't want you going around. Everyone yeah, like, shouldn't be eating. Disclaimer: the, <laughs> the buds off of magnolias. <laughs> we get yeah, we get like tweets. Don't like, like eat <laughs> plants that you don't know things about, especially if just it's because Greg told you to. And this is our last episode of Side Note because we have been sued as people have now gone sick from my advice. <laughs> I was just going to say there should be, or maybe there is, is there a word for that feeling of, I don't know, experiencing that, not, this is too broad, like not experiencing the beauty of nature, but there is a time right now when I see those buds popping and I see those early flowers yeah. and I go, oh my God. Like, like what's that? <laughs> There's definitely another culture that has a word for yeah. like that feeling. I know oh, for it's sure. Awe. I know it's, it's joy. not the I know English it's language, but there's probably a beautiful phrase. And the English language, language is—it's mm, a little, it's like, a little hack. It's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it gives me hope. Yeah, no, it's just. But there's something about it where I just like it's crazy, and that maybe that's a new phenomenon. You know, when you hear all that in another language, like when you they're like, oh, that word means like the subtlety of realizing the hope of spring, but also knowing the nuance comes with the darkness of passing time. And you're like, wait, what? In one word? Yeah, seriously. I know we need, I guess there are probably words like that in English. Not specifically. Yeah, true. We're not that smart. Or we just don't think about them because we use them often enough that they do describe if you were to explain it with other words, you would have to use lots of intricate words. Subtle beauty. Anyway, let's get into what did we learn this week? Beautiful. Okay, here we go. Oh, what did we learn this week? 
So speaking of the, the passing of time, the subtlety of time, may I start my wedge I learned? Yeah, okay, you can go first. Mine is about our favorite thing, aging. <laughs> um, so <laughs> here we go. We're getting old. Uh, there is some new research that just came out that sh- looked at thousands of blood tests in like over almost five thousand people, I think, and found that there are three distinct ages that people age at. Let me kind of rephrase that. So they have now realized aging isn't just this continuous process. It's not. I mean, obviously there are levels that are, but they've found three ages that the blood signature proteins change dramatically. Oh, good Lord. I don't want to know them. I hope I passed it. You're going to die. No. Not literally, but I mean, we all are going to die. Yeah, well, we all are going to die. That's just a realization of life. Unless you're a vampire. Okay. The first age. Yes. 34. Oh Lord! Oh Lord, have mercy! Oh geez, Louise, that's com- that's like next year for you. Uh, yeah, I just turned thirty-three. I love. I'm not saying for me. <laughs> so oh that's- no, what's in my blood? Blood. It's gonna change, and then and then your body's gonna change too. And people often say in their mid thirties is when like all the things start going crazy. I thought I was already aging. Me too. Um, How can this age, get any worse? Second age is sixty. Okay, and the third time. is seventy eight. Okay, girl, we got decades for those um, ones. So, like I said, it has to do with the proteins. They tracked three thousand proteins in people's blood, and they found that thirteen hundred of them change right around those age- ages. So they're like consistent, consistent, consistent. You know, you're 18, 19, 20, 20, 22. But right around 34, they suddenly their composition changes to blood. Um, And they built this system where they were able to predict someone's age just off of a blood test uh, within like two or three years accuracy. And the only time that the system got it wrong was when that person was exceptionally healthy. Okay. So obviously being healthy can like change that. I mean, I don't know what Girl, they qualified as healthy. Set that but. alarm for 7.30 a.m. I'm going for a run tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I'm really scared for next year. Um, but the ultimate sort of... <laughs> you wake up on your birthday. I'm like, um, uh, My blood. Um, blood? like Dan Aykroyd. Um, I don't know why. Ultimately, there's nothing right now. They were like, you know, this probably won't have any practical use for the next five to ten years but it could help doctors with their patients realize if they're aging in a way that's not consistent with the general population yeah okay so but maybe eventually we can actually intervene with these kind of proteins and stuff who knows who knows okay yeah i'm I'm looking forward to the time when Mm. we can intervene with this one let's move on to mine (laughs) (laughs) mine's about animal navigation Okay, like, okay, I'm thinking birds, because you love, but I'm thinking also whales, I'm thinking dogs, I'm thinking all animals? Literally all animals, including (laughs) humans, but we're famously bad. Like, we can, we can, you know, know our way around a neighborhood, but it's incredible what animals can do, and they can, they can essentially essentially use senses that we don't understand obviously i'm obsessed with freaking birds and so it like came from like migration like looking at all these birds coming in spring and being like how the hell did Did you you know to come to high park like you know what i mean like you were just in mexico like that's so far away okay so we'll start with birds so they are like considered some of the most incredible navigators of all animals because they when born they don't even get taught where to go, and then they just know to exactly where to fly in, like Costa Rica from Canada. That's wild. Okay, and they do crazy studies, which I'm like, this is truly evil, but they probably are done by bird conservationists. Namaste, we love you. <laughs> and they they take them. So, 
uh, birds were flying from Canada to Mexico. They took them off their route from Washington, took them in like a van. Like grabbed them or like when they were like this, like. They grabbed them. They could not. They're like, get in the van, get oh in the van. Put them in a van with no windows, <gasps> move them all the way to New Jersey, let them go free. And they still figured out having, ne- these are these oh the first migrations gosh. ever. Just they figured out exactly birds. how to get to where they needed to go in Mexico. Oh my God. They've never been there before. How? Okay, so the the theory right now is like smell is it? the magnetism okay. of the earth. Okay, and they there's can, like they really can like feel it. They have a sense. For they it. have these really cool proteins that almost have like this weird like quantum physics like electron thing that makes them like kind of like have this sense of earth and navigation that we just cannot comprehend, which is like uh. so freaking cool. Also, birds can be taken six thousand miles off their normal trajectory and still accurately reorient them back to like High Park. Wow, <laughs> six thousand miles. Miles. I mean, that's what twelve hundred kilometers or something. Okay, more? I mean, they, it's not that's quite twelve hundred, right? That was twelve thousand, is what. Yeah, I mean. I'm like, but that's a full double. It's not that. It's more than a full double. I thought. No, no, no. Is it not? No. I, there's one of the things that's two time, two point two times. America, I'm just like look at, join us. I'm looking up I'm with looking this up system. Miles to kilometers is oh, oh you're right, nine thousand six hundred and fifty-six yeah. kilometers. Wow, I must be thinking of. Pounds to kilograms, perhaps. I mean, doesn't. I don't know. One really, of the things. There's yeah, a two yeah. Point, I mean, like, it's like a literally. I didn't learn anything. America, school, right? America. You're messing just, us all up. Just keep up with us, okay? <laughs> um, another really interesting story that I read was about an indoor cat named Holly that went missing during a trip to Daytona Beach, <laughs> then turned up two months later at the home. Wait, wait, was Holly on the trip? Like, okay, so they left their home, which was in Palm Beach. Uh-huh. They traveled 200 miles to Daytona Beach, an indoor cat with their indoor cat. Then they left the cat, or like the cat got lost on the trip. They come home two months later, the cat shows up at no their door. No way. Navigates their way back to their home, 200 miles. I mean, it was probably like a ragged cat. Like, you don't even want to know what I've been through, yeah. smoking a cigarette. Homeward bound. And then ants count their steps to figure out how they navigate. So there's like a a predominant food source could be over here. And then the ant hill could be over here. And they realized they can't their steps because what they did is they added stilts to some ants. What? And they amputated some ants so their legs <gasps> were smaller. And then the smaller legged ants would end up short of the food source. And the oh ones on stilts would gosh. end further. And then they were like, oh my God, they can't their steps. Okay, wait. Anyways, this is they put stilts on ants. How? Yeah, I know. Just like little scientific stilts. I need to see pictures of that. Yeah, that's true. Let's make a TikTok. Like actually, you should make a TikTok. It'll be the. It'll be the like. Stilts on I've been ants. busy thinking about. When they put stilts on ants. Okay. Today's episode is sponsored by Gumball. So we didn't know that Gumball existed until about three months ago, but when we found out, we were like, oh my God. Okay, so we've been doing this podcast for over two years and it was never monetized. We never felt like we had time. We just wanted to edit it, put it up for you. We love doing it so much. And then eventually we found out about Gumball, which is a platform that hosts podcasts and also hosts brands. And it's the way for them to link up so you can monetize well within that space. It's super time-saving. It's so simple, very transparent. Like if you're a podcaster, you should look into Gumball. Go to gumball.fm to find out you know, how you can get involved. Also, if you're a brand, for example, you could go in and type side note by ASAP Science. We would come up and then you could book uh book advertisements on our show like it's, it's just it's that simple anyways it's really cool and now we have ads on our show we didn't know the gumball existed and we're so happy that we found out so yes go to gumball.fm to find out more about them study time study time study time study time Woo. 
Oh, you want a sip of tea there, bruv? Yes, please. <laughs> I please, sir, I want some more. Um, yes, let me put on a British accent. No, I can't. I can't. I, I, no, do it, do it, do I do actually it. haven't practiced for the part. Oi, oi, sir. My name's Mitchell, and um, there's oh. lots of different accents. Watch Jimmy O'Kobe, watch Sherelle. That's what I was taught when I was in Oliver with the production of people who came from... I guess yeah, it's honestly, weren't you in Oliver? England. Shouldn't you have known all the British accents of them? Yes, but I was very young when I was in a production of... <laughs> <laughs> Oliver Twist. Oliver! <laughs> and uh, all the adults were from England. And uh, okay, I'm so sorry this is botched no. because I have spent more of my adult life trying to nail the Australian accent. Yeah. But recently watching a lot of South African survivors. So they're just kind of all melding in my head. You started a little Aussie off the top. Like? Yeah, like. like. Oh, I learned something today that was the, the phrase shrimp on the barbie. Bobby, yeah. you know, like yeah. some shrimp. That actually was a marketing. It's a considered one of the most successful marketing points because Australians do not actually say it apparently. And it's like was part of some food campaign. Like Baba Gum Shrimp or something? Something like that. That is like internationally known, but people are like, no one says that in Australia. Yeah, it was probably an ad in America where they had an Australian be like, shrimp on the Bobby. And then we show up there and they're like, Stop talking like that. What are you talking about? Um, but we're not here today to talk about Australia. We are well, here. The monarchy. Oh, true. Oh, fair. Commonwealth the country. But uh, ultimately, British royalty is where we're chatting, <laughs> right? Okay, so we watched the Meghan Harry interview. I was... I, mostly on TikTok. Mostly on TikTok. Honest. Actually, when I was watching it, I was like, yawn. Sorry. Um, I'm falling asleep. This is clearly... No one's going to care about this. This is a snooze. <laughs> the next day, it's like... Oh my God, everyone cares about this. Yeah. I was surprised to be yeah, honest. Yeah, like we have lots of interesting science and stuff to talk about today. I will say up front, I am obviously, and I don't think Greg is either, the foremost expert in the monarchy. <laughs> like I'm not that engaged. I don't really care about the royal family. I don't really know that much about them. Do you? No. Like I, I But we're gonna give our opinions either way. But yeah. I know there'll be people who truly obsess over it and know every little detail. And if of you the do, I would just say, Oh no, maybe you should investigate that. Take a little close <laughs> look at that and sort of think, like, why? why? You know, why that? am I interested in like the colonizers of the world? <laughs> so okay, my parents are like hippie, like like definitely like I hate Doug Ford, but I remember they used to take me to like protests of the conservative government because they like were like anti-education as I was younger. So they always instilled in me this kind of like anti-establishment energy. And so I remember when I was a kid, like like Christmas would come and they'd be like, oh, well, let's, you know, go watch the Queen's Address. And I would be like, are you kidding? Like on Christmas, we're going to go watch the Queen be like, oh, it's been a year of peace or whatever. And I was like, I just like my body was like, this is wrong. Like, why are we watching this? Like, you know, leader, like where did your anti-establishment go when all of a sudden we're pro-Britain? It's like read a book. So I got mad and I was like, one morning I was like, mom, dad, I was like 11. I was like, I'm an anti-monarch. And they were just like, oh, give me a break. You know what I mean? They're like, <laughs> yeah. okay, whatever. Like yeah. <laughs> and so I remember, like, I kind of like, I think I read anti-monarchist. So like, I read a little bit quickly about like what that meant. And it was just like, you know, I guess you can look at anti-monarchists exist in the UK or like whatever. Mm. So then and my parents were like, you know, like, they'd be like, well, something to think about. All the tourism money that London's getting from the Queen. Got to think about that before you come in. Like they like they like hit me with facts that I was just like, okay, I actually don't really know what I'm talking about. So then once we were sitting around this big dinner with like f their friends and like their friends' kids, and I was just like, you know, when you're like feeling left out of a conversation, like they were being really smart talking about things, and they were kind of just like, I wasn't feeling intellectual. Included. Yeah, yeah, and I want like it kind of like died down a bit, and I was like, well. You know, I have something to say about the world. I'm like, you know what I am? And they all listen. I'm like, 
I'm, and I'm like kind of like grasping, like, what was it again? I'm like, I'm anti Semitic. <gasps> and I said, <laughs> and my parents were like, Gregory, what? And I was like, what? Like, I, I hate the queen. Like, what? And I started panicking. They're like, that's not what that means. Like, I was like young and 11. Did you and know I was like, immediately you said the wrong word. Like, like, like the reactions, it was like people like dropping their British cutlery. Like, they put down their tea, like, excuse me. And I was like, oh my God. And then they were like, that is like, that is Nazis. Like, that is people who, and I was like, oh my God, because like you're 11, you're learning history. And I was yeah. like, oh my God. I just had heard the word and thought it meant anti monarch. <laughs> Anyways, oh I, I think I still am a little anti monarch. <laughs> but I've learned how to say it properly. Good. That's yeah, it's story. about time. It's about time. No, that's fair. That's like, I mean, yeah, I've had those moments as a kid growing up where you just say the wrong word. You're just so confident. I remember once I read a book about planets and felt so inspired and empowered, but I kind of remember lying to my dad because I was like, it obviously explained where Saturn's rings came from, but I fully thought it meant like, you know, when you see a drawing of planets and you see the rings that represent their orbits. I thought okay, those were real. Yes, things. yeah. So I remember explaining like, and so the rings, Dad, that they're like on this. their orbits. Yeah, though. and he was like, I think it, it maybe like <laughs> I think he was like, I think it means Saturn. I was like, no, Dad, like the rings that all the planets follow. And I just remember then later being like, I'm so stupid. Like <laughs> I was so embarrassed, but to myself that I had like so proudly professed that, and then went back to the book and was like, I am an idiot. That's a very interesting thing. We should probably do an episode on the planets' rings. Because I True. really think that is like fascinating, like cognitive dissonance that a lot of people probably still like are like, where are Saturn's rings from? They're like, I don't know. I don't know the orbits. Like people like <laughs> people would panic to that. That's good. Okay. Where so, do we begin? I want to begin with the fact that they're inbred. Oh, okay. you want to jump right into that? Okay. <laughs> I do. Okay. I do. Because there's a lot of fascinating biology here that I think that like listeners will love. And they're about to learn something really, you know, grade 11 integral biology. Okay. Yes. Let's talk about inbreeding. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you know, you look at them and you think, hmm, okay. Like, I don't know. Like they're like, I mean, Harry, it's like, okay, you're hot. You know, like, you know, you're looking good. But all the other ones, the little, mm, okay, things are off. I wouldn't say they're the most attractive bunch. Okay. That doesn't have anything to do with necessarily what I'm going to talk about, but you know. Who knows what the inbreeding's done for that sense. But, okay, so I'm going to explain today how hemophilia proliferated in the royal family and actually how inbreeding and some other aspects made hemophilia spread through other royalty across Europe because of Queen Victoria. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, like, from the British royal line. <laughs> Literally Queen Victoria. I've been reading a lot about her this week. Okay. Girl, you in trouble. <laughs> okay, so let's start with hemophilia. So, hemophilia is a disease where your blood does not, cr does not clot properly. Okay. So, it's like... If you you bleed cut. out when you get cut, especially yeah. from the time when this was really bad in like the early 1800s or late 1800s when they're like, oh shit, you're bleeding. Oh, you die. You know what I mean? It's like now it's like not as big a deal, but it's a recessive sex linked X chromosome disorder. Okay. So that's probably giving you that biology. Like, mm. yeah, I'm starting to see Punnett squares. You're, oh, you got the Punnett squares and it's too bad. This is a visual medium or I would be drawing squares, my friend on a whiteboard. I love a Punnett square. So... So it's a non-dominant, right? X-linked recessive. That's what that means. Non-dominant okay. um, disorder. So what that means is that because it's on the X chromosome, you could be a woman who is a carrier for hemophilia, but have normal blood clotting because right. you only have one X chromosome that has the trait. And since it's non-dominant, your dominant version that is quote unquote the normal, normal functioning has taken over. Yeah. Okay. That's Queen Victoria. So she okay. does not she has have, no idea that she she does not realize on. that she has hemophilia. Okay? okay, but the thing is, if you have sons, 
you right you're only I, passing one of those x's yes. to them so like men in this world i mean there's all there's a lot of th fascinating we've done videos about like gender and sex that you can watch because it's not black and white but for this case we will say it you are have you have an x and a y chromosome so you get the x from your mom so mm -hmm. queen victoria for example she has the trait when she has a son there's a chance that she passes on the one she, he gets mm -hmm. the y from his dad and now, boom yes, he has hemophilia. hemophilia okay yes remember this okay so <laughs> it's queen victoria it's 1819 is when she's born she's the queen from 1837 till 1901 1837 to 1901. It's a wow. long time. It, it is, but yeah. didn't isn't Queen Elizabeth now the longest? Yes, and it's and it's and, and and sis, she swung in there tea, honey, and kicked out this Queen Victoria's reign. <laughs> so now the current queen's she's longer like, than and this. I one. am not a hemophiliac. <laughs> and I'm not a hemophiliac. That him of the dirty hemophiliac, my great grandmother. So okay, so she married her cousin. Queen Victoria. Victoria. Yeah. Oh, Prince, Prince of Albert of Saxe, Coburg, and Gotha. Wow. It's so wild to think even 200 years ago that's just normal. I know. It doesn't seem like that long now that no. I cousins. That's the weird thing with the monarchy. It's like, ew, right. gross. They like, choose to keep it in the family often yeah. because it like preserves their lineage. And it's like, hon, your chins are off. <laughs> But okay, so he, they all thought it's like the inbreeding that caused this. But what they actually think now is that Queen Victoria's father was 51 years old. And as we now know, uh, older men like are sperm could be. Yeah, their the sperm is of, like okay. gross and like gross is the wrong word, but like they're <laughs> full of really bad sperm. And they think it was an actual random mutation within Queen Victoria that the hemophilia started. Oh, like she may not have actually carried the gene, but there was a yeah, mutation. Yeah, because of her dad's oh, wow. old spunk. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. They're okay. dirty oh, royal it started spunk. with her. So then she did have it. Yeah, like she the did. Recessive. Yeah, she had the recessive, but they think it started randomly because of her uh, dad's dirty royal spunk. <laughs> okay, say it one more time. <laughs> okay, so she now has the trait. She marries her cousin. She has a bunch of kids. Okay. And let's point out also if it's the cousin, it's more likely it's in the family. Exactly. So that's that's the thing. Like people were like, it that's the inbreeding. They now think it's not, but it's like because right. of all this inbreeding is how Increase something like hemophilia proliferates. Yeah. Cause then now all of a sudden you have a dad that might literally have hemophilia, but they like didn't really know at the time. And then a mom who's a carrier, and all of a sudden you could have a daughter who has it because she has two XX. You know what I mean? If the dad right. has it. Yep, I see. Yeah. Yes. So, and the son is going to get it no matter right. what. And so, so, yeah, okay, wow. Wow, it's like inbreeding, don't do it. <laughs> it got, okay, listen, hot take on, side note listeners, I just, okay, I just trying to tell you something really important. Which is like, if you're thinking of inbreeding, don't do it. <laughs> so, her son, Prince Leopold, ends up having hemophilia and ends up actually having kids Okay. So passes it on, of course, to his daughter who becomes a carrier because he like has to. Right. Because he that has means she has to be yeah. a carrier, at least, at the very least, or has. Yes. And then he, Although his sons would not necessarily. Not necessarily. Get it. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, you got okay, yeah, that's good. Like, <laughs> oh my that's, god, I get that's it. the science I want people to take away. You know what I mean? Like XX and XY. So mm -hmm. you're right. Like you got it. So Queen Victoria's daughter, Princess Beatrice, uh, was a carrier, and she passed it on to two of her sons, and she also had a daughter who was a carrier, and that carrier took it to Spain. Okay. So uh, the daughter of Queen Victoria, Beatrice, like went off. took it to Spain, uh, the Spain royals, <laughs> and then her daughter, Princess Alice, took it to Prussia and to Russia. Okay. So, uh, so her daughters, Alice's daughters, were carriers, and then they married people in Prussia, gave it to lots of boys there, lots of women there. Okay. Prussia, yeah. I realize, is actually kind of like modern-day Germany. I thought it, always thought it was Russia. <laughs> <Me too>. um, <laughs> and then... Put a P in front of that and yeah. called it, <laughs> call it a day. 
And then the, finally, I just want to say the Spanish Habsburgs doing all this research. Uh, they had the Habsburg jaw. That's Spanish royalty who were very inbred, and they actually had messed up jaws. Like you know, when oh, you it's see, because of the inbreeding. Yeah, you know when you oh, see like know. royal like like um, paintings and like old and day paintings, you're like those faces are mess and now they're like well maybe it wasn't a bad painter it's like they all were just like inbred. Oh, no. anyway so queen victoria was um, kind of like the impetus for much of it spreading maybe is of that... hemophilia spreading wow. immense royals which is kind of a little schadenfreude it's a little bit of punching up to think about how all these uh, people uh, yes now sick. let's say like some people have hemophilia who are not the result of inbreeding no. so it's like in this family yeah. obviously that's but it's like... in their past you know they have inbreeding and they have a x-linked recessive disease in their past that's so interesting. What was I going to say? Oh, one thing that makes me laugh sometimes is realizing, though, that inbreeding, like, okay, <laughs> come along with me for a minute. Okay. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's actually not as high of a likelihood. So if you think of Punnett squares, like yeah. you have to get both recessive genes. And so it's really only like a 25% chance or something. It's, it's a has... low, we have a video on inbreeding and like, it's a, it's, it's a, still it's a, a high pretty low chance that if you bang your brother or sister and have a kid, that it's actually so going to be like unhealthy. you have the recessive gene and then you both have to pass it on. <laughs> We're not saying anyone should inbreed. No, it's disgusting for a higher, reason. And w- there's a much higher chance. Yes, but like, it's not 100%. Like 20, even if it's 25%, that's still higher than <laughs> yes, so many yeah, yeah, yeah. risk factors. But I always thought that if you were inbred, yeah, like you would have 100% <laughs> have issues. But it's like, no, like it could be normal. And it was kind of like, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, from the outside in, before I really understood the science, I think it's hard to understand what is happening. So you just assume, oh, the yeah. act of <laughs> something with the genetics messes up. But it is like, it depends on many factors, actually. Yeah. So I like that. Stay with me on this ride. And reading is not as bad as you think. We're just representing all voices here. If you are in red, it's okay. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> it does not mean you honestly, it's a high size. Genetic defici- deficiencies. But it was um, fa- fascinating when I found that out at the end of our video research. I was like, wait, okay, cool. I wonder when royalty, like not just the British, British monarchy, but monarchies around the globe. Because yeah. I think a lot of them were inbred because they wanted to keep it in the family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder at what stage they realized or knew. Like surely before the science even, they would realize it's a very... Like a bad a idea. A lot of people in our families yeah. are compared to I just the picture them population. drinking like, you know, like mead, like honey, like, they were like fermented okay, honey. That. <laughs> or yeah you know what I mean and they were all just like sick and like in the mud that I'm like they probably couldn't figure out wait is it inbreeding True. or is it the fact that like we're so disgusting then I wonder when scientists and geneticists finally came about yeah. and were like oh by the way were they like oh 
and then they actually were like, we should probably not do this anymore. <laughs> I'm sure like, it went there? down just like that. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> shit. We should probably stop inbreeding. But I honestly, because science, like, if you think about Queen Victoria being like, her end of her reign was 1901. That's a long time ago. Like, the scientific, like, revolution that would have allowed her to understand this wouldn't have been around yeah and yet. no wonder they're still like upset at people marrying into the family i met megan merkel or whatever they're like they're not used to having new blood in the family that is such a funny take for like, <laughs> like megan Markle when they were like getting mad at you be like hey you guys are obviously inbred like obsessed yeah. with inbreeding like they're like, not used there's not if it only was like in the 1900s they were realizing this then it hasn't been that many generations like actually it has been alive but we have to be honest it's racism because oh, they were sorry. okay I'm with not- the other one now i'm like wait a second no <laughs> We know the reason. Sure. They're no, ignoramuses. Even when you watch, like, so we watched The Crown and you see even, um, like, Diana experienced the mm-hmm. ostracism from them because she wasn't, like, high class enough. And I'm sure it but went But she, from, like, was. I never got that. Oh, when me they, either. When they showed up and they're like, she, I'm like, she lives she in a mansion. She's like, per, I know in The Crown they, like, made it for you know purposes like i know she wasn't dressed like she was in shakespeare when oh, they yeah. first met. but when they first meet it's like this like ethereal music i'm like she's in a mansion like right. she's rich she's, she's upper class loaded family they were obsessed with being like she they were obsessed with her being like i have roommates in london like, yeah but you're still rich like rich people have roommates sometimes too when they're pretend they're like putting on drag as a normal person i wonder though yeah that part i don't know enough about diana's history we should watch those other diana movies and i guess just to understand why when she was from a rich family she was trying i guess maybe she was just like i want to live a normal life yeah and then like she was like 19 i'm like it's also so weird because it's like everyone was like she's so herself i'm like yeah because she like didn't the world hadn't like she didn't know she was yet she was so young like i think there were really amazing parts about her but uh, when i think about how young she was i was like she was literally 19 being like (laughs) that's wild i'm just gonna do what i want (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh okay i before i go into my tea science the science tea um i'm just curious i mean obviously do you have any i'm just thinking like so prince philip just died prince philip just died didn't even know he existed really until everyone started showing memes of him like looking like he was dead like two years ago true that's when i was like who the hell is that right because he was very old yeah and that was the other surprising thing to me they've all not all but i mean both the queen and prince philip have had like a very long healthy life so we only started watching the crown in pandemic vibes so it's like maybe that's like you know what i mean now i know who prince philip is i'm like oh he's kind of hot when he's young Oh, and he's well, but in the actor, the actor <laughs> true, was hot. True, I'm like, because like when I was like, oh, I kind of like would bang Prince Philip, and then they're like, oh, this guy, and then show me that photo of him in the car. I'm like, oh my god, like I didn't know that's, that. Um, that's who plays? What's his name? It's just like the cute young guy who plays him. Is I'm thinking of the right person, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. Know I that. read today in my research. However, when you research the monarchy and stuff, you come across a lot of tabloids. So I'm like, I don't actually know it's true. It's so much easier when we do something just on science because I'm yeah. like, oh, I can tell this is a legitimate paper. <laughs> anyway, I'm on like. The Daily Mail, and they're like, Prince Philip is the least popular royal of all time. I love how you just said the Daily Mail. You're like, I don't know if it's accurate or not, but I was on the Daily Mail, and uh, <laughs> I was giving an example. Not. Okay, um, and then I was like, oh, that's really sad. But surely it's also because of, the of Diana. Oh, and Diana. I don't think if it was just today. I think it's like because he of what happened with Diana, and she's so beloved. Yeah, I think he's like extra hated by that. The Crown makes you not like him. Like, he's yeah, at such first, a the, at dick. first you don't mind him, but then his story evolves into like yeah. an awful one. But um, I do think, like, I do remember where I was when Princess Diana died. Like, I it was like impactful, and I think I was pretty obsessed with that story, even though it was a young age. But weirdly, as 
32 turning As 33 32. year old we were we were a little bit too young like my sister is four years older and she's much right. more enamored she like would have there was something that we it, yeah. missed in that and then since then, I've just sort of not really, obviously, as a young person, my identity was anti-monarchist. Like, I've not really been that into it. Like, I've seen the, like, the movie, like, The Queen or whatever it's called. Like, I guess it's interesting. But in general, I'm just Lots like, these are rich age, people. Are and I'm just it. like, it's like, ew, like, sell the Buckingham Palace and all become normal. And, like, it'll be better. I mean, it's just the original <laughs> Kardashians, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, people that's are true. always obsessed with opulence and wealth. And I think that's what the royal family represents. And I'm sure to British people, it's much more because to them, many people <laughs> yeah, revere like them. They're screaming as they're listening to this. Well, like, Honestly, after they've thrown my tea down, they're going off. I ain't well, listening to the Definitely lots of, there are, I know I know British people personally, some some of which are like the monarchy's awful and so stupid and a waste of money. And then others who are like, it's part of our culture and history and all this. And and it's interesting that we're from Canada, a commonwealth country that still has our head of state. I know. Queen. It's like the queen's still on my dang tuna. <laughs> I mean, actually, is the queen on the tune? I just picked her loons. <laughs> I don't know which one. I she prefer got. the loons. <laughs> Me but too. I, yeah, like get queen off, put more try. loons. Uh, it's weak. Wow. It has been. It's coming. Summer's coming up. But my this turns me on. <laughs> I'm gonna try solo on the podcast. It's just gonna be like, no, do it. Ah. Uh, Gorgeous. As a birder, that is becoming even more erotic to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right. Let me get into the tea. Okay. So I'm fascinated by tea, but first I have a few little facts about British tea. So okay, we you're know sinking. The British tea. Because of the word tea, I was like, I have to be gay. I yeah, but I'm like, it's <laughs> so weird that gay people do that. Okay, let me bring it down. No, but I'm like, straight people might be like, Find what are you bitch. doing? You know what I mean? Like, they might be like, like, oh, here goes like tea for the law, honey gossip. I mean, at this point, everyone watches Drag Race, right? Well, I just when I realized that Jake Paul fought someone this weekend, I had no idea. I think a lot of straight people like don't watch Drag Race. You know what I mean? There's no, a lot, but that they have do. to see it in culture, in like yeah. gifts and memes, even if they don't watch yeah. it. I don't mean. But think of how much straight culture you actually don't understand. Oh, that's consume. true. You know it's what like, I mean? Like uh, wrestling. What the? Fuck? Or that when someone recently was like, "The Leafs are number one." I was like, I was "They're like, playing." <laughs> yeah, like sports are happening. Right like, now? hello, lock that shit down. Okay, let Anyways. me talk like a strip. The tea of <laughs> the queen. Is okay, so here's so just a couple facts. She loves Earl Grey. We know that, right? Yeah, I have some of the Queen's Earl Grey downstairs. Do you? Petnam and shorts or something okay. like that. <laughs> um, she always travels with her tea kettle. That's what I read. Right. Okay, um, problem. Do you personally, when yes. you make tea, Namaste. do you add milk before or after making the tea? Wow. Because there's one way that's quintessentially British. Okay, I do it after. Is that after. British? Or rather, should I say, high class British okay. is to add it after, and so the oh. reason is because they used to have these really delicate china bone teacups, and Did so you say china bone teacups. <laughs> the way you said that was bone like, china teacups. Like no, that's... but it's just like little <laughs> <laughs> they had these china bone. Tea so cups. these fancy little cups, when you pour boiling water into them, would crack and break. Wow! And so if you didn't have nice ones. Or if you didn't want to break them, you would put your milk first. But it like was oh, a sign was like of a high flex. class if you could put your boiling water in first. <laughs> it was a flex of then, like my yeah. china is so strong. So if so if you <laughs> couldn't afford bone china, you would pour milk into your teacup first because the bone china, I guess, Ew. was actually the high quality I stuff. Hate, that makes me I hate the royals. I know. And also, 
you do not you stir back and forth never in a circular motion and you never touch the sides it's like okay i hate that i literally am like i hate everything about this tea culture in this moment i'm like this is so funny i've ever done high tea i've never done that no and it's like we should definitely not jump to high tea it's like tea comes from like east asia like let's go experience some like tea culture like in japan so fascinating out of like a literally the bowls we would have in india on yeah. the street it was so fun and cool. or just like matcha tea and like there's so many beautiful tea ceremonies that happen in like Japanese culture and Chinese culture yeah. that I'm like why do we instantly go to high tea and it's high tea what I think it is like do you actually get your crust <laughs> you cut just off get high. on egg salad yeah also sandwiches. yeah the queen doesn't like crust so she cuts it off so that's why I don't I'm know like, if that is no, why but I literally when you go to high tea it's like you're telling me this is like children's lunches it's like a salmon <laughs> salad put inside like wonder bread with, with the things no cut crust. off and then tea it's, but I've never been to high tea so maybe people are like that's not high tea you don't you doofus uh, yeah, yeah we're yeah I I haven't been either. I'm sure it's cute. I'm sure it's nice, but it sounds really expensive. And it sounds just like, I love that. Just like, pour yourself some tea at home. Yeah. And put the milk in first. Don't flex on your tea like that. Okay. Continue. Okay. Let's get into a little more of the science. I'm just going to start spouting out some really amazing effects because apparently tea is really healthy for you. Okay. So good for you. It was originated in China earliest documented case of it is the third century ad oh that's a long time ago long time it's one of the most commonly consumed drinks in the world so it lowers stress hormone cortisol half a cup of green tea a day seems to lower the risk of developing depression and dementia they've done more and more research realizing that it is at least associated with mental health which okay, is really interesting cool. one of the most crazy things okay so in a Korean population, they did this study on thousands of people. Korean population. Korean population. Okay. This was just a particular study. People who drank it regularly were 21% less likely to develop depression over their lifetime compared wow. to non-drinkers, which is on par with exercising two and a half hours a week. Like Whoa. that's the same sort of like drop in depression. So I can stop people. exercising and just drink tea. There you go. There no. we go. And at first go. I was like, this can't be real, but it was nature dot com that was like <laughs> okay but it was nature dot com my friends not nature not nature nature not is the, real not dot the nature said, yeah the more wow. legitimate nature dot com as it were i was just like this can't be real but they published it so okay i have to trust it um those who drank as little as one cup of tea per day performed better at memory and information processing tasks uh of course now one of the things when it comes to mental health and better like lower stress is they don't know if it's the association of like tea is often warm and cozy and associated. I was going to say it like forces you to be present. Yes. And look at your so that some of the studies have not been able to parse that out because they yeah. are just kind of correlative. Uh, it's hard to parse out what even that epidemiological does. studies. They're not necessarily like testing, but there, there are studies that I have here where they realize like the main antioxidants that are, they're seeing the effects from one is called EGCG. Um, and the other is called L-theanine. <laughs> like, <I>, <laughs> <laughs> like, like BCBG, that club. Like when you said that, like, oh, ECBG is closing. We can't see those like, iconic rock duos. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> BCB, not really. That's so good. I don't even know if I know what um, I'm talking about either. Both of those chemicals. So one is way more present in green tea, the ECGC. And then L-theanine, I think, is more present in black tea. Um, but both can pass through the blood-brain barrier and seem to help with anxiety, improve memory reaction time. So there's really wait, cool wait, wait, study. Wait, wait, You talked so fast. Ah, and they seem to help with anxiety, improved memory, and reaction time. I was okay. just reiterating that they have done studies where they isolate that. They give people fake tea with caffeine and real tea with caffeine. And then they're mainly studying 
the ECGC or the L-theanine. So people okay. think they're drinking tea, but it's kind of a placebo sometimes to see if they can isolate the effects of these specific antioxidants. Um, All right. So it, yeah, like it's a net overall. Positive. Yes. So now I literally drank green tea today. <laughs> I was like, I quit caffeine, but actually I need to go drink it. That's like, you know, <laughs> the queen, like, you know, I, I, very intelligent, important woman. I definitely think I like her, even though I don't think I've ever seen her talk, except for the Queen's <laughs> address, which I was protesting upstairs and didn't watch. But like, I think like, yeah, had a very long life. Who knows how much that tea impacted her? Whether her ECG, EGCG levels, her yeah, alkalinity levels would yeah. be good. Like she probably drinks more tea than a lot of people. Epigalacatechingalate. I know. I can't say it. Galate. Um, uh, and also, do you remember when we were in Korea, people would be like, this will this will save your life. Remember we were right. in sorry, the tea when we were in um, like the Korean market that one time getting food. There was like these people beside us who were so cute and helping us spoke broken English. And then we're just like, drink the tea, drink the tea, drink it every day. You'll be healthy for the rest of your life. OK, wow. I'm like, don't I, don't, I don't remember that. I think it's in the vlog. <laughs> okay, that is a psycho we thing have a to vlog of traveling to Korea. So sincerely, Tis, I think it's in the vlog. Well, you know, I would never remember something if I hadn't reinforced it with like seeing it again. Okay, that's so <laughs> funny. Okay, no, I don't remember that, but I do. I'm just gonna drag. It was this. just a random man, yeah. at a corner saying this test, but I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that is a beautiful moment while traveling, being like, oh my God, this tea will save me. It's probably just like normal Lipton <laughs> With tea. With water. <laughs> like, yeah, like mass produced. Hot water. But um, I will say I was one of the first times I clocked Dr. Oz, which okay. is the horrible Dr. Phil. Oz. 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 They're I both mean, bad. So the ones that's more like, I'm an actor, an actor, <laughs> Dr. Oz, was when I was in a nutrition class learning about green tea and learning about like the idiosyncrasies of certain things and how it gets like kind of overutilized like that it will literally save your life point blank Fair. and then i watched a dr oz episode like on green tea and he was saying all these things and i realized it's a really easy fun thing to extrapolate about because as a viewer you're like oh i can do it's that. an easy fix yeah like yeah. i can and then i and have then, it in my cupboard yeah, yeah that's so true. i clocked that but that was a much more like you should have I honestly am like encourage Dr. Oz green tea and you'll probably see crazy shit that he says. Cause right. He, I'm curious. Yeah. So to be fair, yeah, this, I, I was kind of skeptical, but a lot of this research was from 2019 even. So there's definitely, regardless of like, this isn't going to save your life, but, but it, it, is, it is generally considered like a healthy drink that is correlated with a lot of these kind of lowering risk factors for certain issues and i remember when i was in that nutrition class i was drinking green tea like twice a day because the actual science like what you just explained even when i was learning at like a deep level was making me be like wow this is very beneficial mm -hmm. but the pro the professor was just being like kids this is a fun little activity for you to go into pop culture and see how people take the science you're learning right now and extrapolate it to all these bigger places mm -hmm. to like yeah. sell magazines and sell stuff. products. Like products, tea is an yeah. easy product to sell. And for sure there's big tea. I think it's like, <laughs> there's definitely I, big tea. There is. It was like billions of <laughs> kilograms get created a year of tea. So there's a lot of market interest in obviously selling and probably doing studies to show that tea is healthy. It is but weird when you like look at tea or like, like, you know, you know, like David's tea, how they were like, 
oh great like then they 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 like bring down that silver bin and they open it and then you look in and it's like oh this is bark from the tree on my street like cool yeah I'll like, buy. that's a dandelion yeah, yeah, yeah they're like and look it has full dandelions and you're like oh is that good okay i guess i'll pay more for that yeah and then learning through that nutrition that that's actually like less regulated it's like that actually could be like random bark and is maybe not like that good for you like yeah, you know what i mean like, who knows yeah tea is like full of like so many it, different yes. things that was i i recall i have a friend who works in a lab um and had once told me like tea leaves are like often she they're studying like what chemicals and um what do you say pesticides, like, pesticides are on them and often like dry tea leaves contain a lot of that yeah yeah um, so not anyways. to say that it's necessarily at levels that's like toxic or poisonous but it was enough for her yeah. to be like i measured the levels <laughs> and, and it's like uh, it's concerning <laughs> and sometimes i just open like a fancy tea thing that someone gave me and i'm like this is rocks and <laughs> like dirt <laughs> and know. a branch and i'm just like okay i but guess i'm gonna like, steep it there are things that are branches. You know, you got uh, cinnamon sticks and I'm True. like, that is amazing. That is so, oh my God, vanilla, a full vanilla bean. Yeah. So recently I've been trying to bake and I went and got a full vanilla bean and I was like, are you kidding? Am I scraping at the seeds of this gorgeous bean? And it has, it is just full of flavor that's and smell. So fascinating. Here I am reneging everything. I'm like, give me tea that's only dirt and sticks. That's now what I that's want. not tea though. I, I actually don't know. Uh, this tea is referencing like leaves. Like, so there's, oh, I, yeah. I don't know what actually qualifies as tea. Obviously that's still tea. See, I'm wondering but, is, it, is it just the act of steeping said natural organic substances what makes it a tea? There a tea might bag? be. I think originally they, I think most teas come from both green and black tea come from a specific uh, plant. Um, oh, that makes sense. Camellia sinensis. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. I'm just looking. It's true because right you don't always use a tea bag. Sometimes you just put it in, you strain yeah. it out. Like there's all these amazing ways. But obviously tea has evolved over time in terms of culturally evolved for people to put like marshmallows in tea bags and stuff. Yeah. To make it give it flavor. Yeah. <laughs> there, I swear we have David's tea that has I marshmallows in it. I love that. That is so funny. I can just see the people at David's tea panicking. Being like, throw some fucking marshmallows in it. I don't know. Candy canes. Throw candy canes that, in it. Like I mean, just panicking. Good choice. That was such a boom. The tea boom. You remember like when David's tea became popular and then it was yeah. like Teopia and all these other companies <laughs> yeah. started. I was like, why is everyone obsessed? And they'd be like, we went to East Asia and learned about tea and are bringing these back into our culture. Like it was like exoticized. Do you not remember? Yes, I remember. I'm like laughing because like, I'm like, this is the Amazonian tea with these berries. I know not goji berries, but it was like they always yeah. would have these different things that were like, and in this a local mountain of wherever they have these crazy leaves that cure you. And we put them in our David's tea. And it's like, okay, you, it's so weird. Cause you'd think it'd be like this, like brown and green and earthy vibe. You walk in, it's the most sterile hospital sterile, yeah. vibe. Very it's like, apple. They follow the apple model. Yeah. Sure. But I'm like, it's like kind of a disconnect when you're, yeah. put, when they, they go, Oh, they grab the bin like violently. <laughs> They're like, Oh, they're here. And then they open, they go, Oh, this one, you know, comes from the region of front. And they start like, I'm like, this is like, not what I want. Doesn't feel like that earthy. Yeah. Yeah. At least, with a, at least had like, a, I never went in one, but like the, the, branding was more like earthy i also like the way you described teopia as a panic because it definitely was like a reaction they're like we yeah. need to open a teopia <laughs> suddenly tea stores were opening everywhere i just remembered there it was like you know 2000 and 
2009 or something, suddenly everywhere there was a David City and then all these weird competing companies. And I weirdly fell for it. Like, I was so young and dumb that I was like, I would panic for a gift. I'd be like, oh, David's tea. Yeah. They, and then there'd be those news reports. They'd be like, this generation is turning to tea instead of coffee. <laughs> but really, <laughs> everyone was panicking and didn't know what to buy. Yeah. And it was like actually designed by lit like a sterile off, like uh, office building. And I was like, I guess I'll get my tea there. Um, so, I mean, the queen really was ahead of that trend. But just with Earl And I Grey, do I think of the queen when I think of like having a Earl Grey tea. Like she yeah. she really copped that branding. And I don't know if ever in my life I won't think of the queen when I have an Earl Grey tea. We'll be in our 90s telling our grandkids there was, there was a queen who used to drink this tea. And they'll be like, what's a queen? And we'll be like, oh, there was this thing called the monarchy. <laughs> and they were inbred, not hemophilia. And they'll be like. When you lived when there was no pandemic? Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be like, yeah, that's really sad. Okay. Um, I'm sorry if I stole that joke from you. You said it once before. And I thought it was oh my God. That's so, I was literally just thinking, I was like, does he like, like did he just steal my joke? <laughs> I was like, if you're not going to say it, I'm going to say it. That's so interesting. Oh my God. But what just, like, I'm actually like now, like what just went through your head? Like you were just like, cause I was trying to think of things too. And then I was like, well, I'm you, trying to not say the thing I like, just said on that like weird Instagram. I'm like, oh, why? That's so, no, I'm like, you're right. I should have just you been are, like, you already put it oh, out. Oh, they're there. all CRISPR Cas9 gene. Like I should have just been like, yeah, they have CRISPR Cas9 gene editing and they're looking at us and they're like, I'm married to an algorithm. We don't know what you're talking Girl, about. I'm not a comic i can steal jokes with no shame no but you are <laughs> because it's not you, my job it's not my career I'm you like, are a comic uh, <laughs> no i'm not you are a comic I'm... you make me laugh uh... <laughs> i actually don't <laughs> you do that sometimes you sometimes you don't and i get re- like i'm sent i'm secretly sensitive ss secretly sensitive <laughs> and so sometimes mitchell like crack a joke and i'll be like are you serious and then he'll be like oh my god i'm so sorry i did not know <laughs> So like you are you are a comedian. It's just sometimes I'm secretly sensitive and I can't take your jokes. Um, do you think the monarchy should Canada secede from the Commonwealth? Yeah. <laughs> what for sure? Yeah, you just are like get rid of it all. What's the point? oh my god? That's a separate question. Get rid of oh, it okay. all. I mean, I guess I don't know the intricacies of it. How it in- I'm just like with colonization. Okay, we all know there. There's one thing we've learned from history is that colonization and the British conquest is not working. It's like they spread their capitalism. They were all overpopulated and gross. And they're like, oh, fuck, we need to get out of here. We need more resources. So they took over the world. Then we got capitalism. And then now we're in climate change due to capitalism. I'm like, no, yeah, we need to not look up to this British royalty. We need to find some (laughs) other ways of life that don't involve what is quintessentially the monarchy, which to me is like, you know, like white British capitalism. It's interesting that America did it. They were like, no, no, no. We don't want to be part of this. But anymore. they stayed in the same route. They're like, oh, we're actually going to be capitalism on drugs. Like sure, they took all the horrible they, parts they of colonization. They pushed away from the monarchy. Yeah. Sorry. I, yeah. When I say like, dis, when I say like, I'm using the anti-monarchy that I, I have to still am an anti-monarchist to be more anti-capitalist, anti-establishment, anti, um, yeah, capitalism into like climate change. Well, well, at least capitalism can survive under democracy. I'm not saying that there's not some like messed up displays, but like a monarchy is usually when the one person is like unilateral power. Yeah. It? And it was interesting. Obviously it's changed. Like in the yeah. end, like you, she no longer has that same power, but yeah. Like they, they took her, they took the power out. And same in Canada. It's like yeah, she yeah. mostly is symbolic. Yeah. We have a symbolic, like, um, which I'm fine with to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't guess know. It's like whatever, go take a meeting and like talk to like students at a high school. I'm and sure like, someone could easily convince me to be like 
actively against it. I'm sure it wastes yeah. so much money in all these ways that we don't realize. Yeah, the <laughs> governor general probably has like yeah. an epic car and service yes. that and is just like, like flies private. Who yeah, knows? probably a lot. But like also remember, like Canadians don't really care about the governor general. Sorry, hate to say it, <laughs> but like they don't. Sorry, CBC, but we don't care about the governor general. I mean, literally, so many a few people are probably upset. I said that, but like. There's like a governor general in Canada right now that like every time we watch the news, they're like, she's evil. And oh, like, yeah. well, everyone's she like, she's abusive. To, and yeah, like, I was really like, bad. our like elected version of the queen is like some evil person who's like was it mean her? to her. Oh, yeah. No. Like mean to her, like, um, like assistants who like try and do her social yeah. media or just to everyone she had to work with. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm like, okay. Well, it's like a missed. culture of abuse is yeah. what they called it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, if you're at least going to like elect the queen of Canada, like find an epic good person. It doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to find someone who's like, I don't know outstanding like, nice yeah <laughs> anyways i digress oh, man well i'm curious if people think i mean obviously our science had nothing to do with like whether the monarchy should be existing but i but in the end that's where we ended up and i say no yeah i say no as well what's the point someone can convince us though yeah. let us know if you let think us it know should, if there are if there are legitimate reasons that someone would say no keeping the yeah. monarchy actually helps this 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 and this i actually want to know that's so bad yeah and not in like an angry way more no, in like, like educate like, us there, there might be somebody who's like no here's the legitimate reason why even as canadians it's worth being part of the common my though. parents always said <laughs> weirdly tourism like to london <laughs> is what <laughs> like, like would be no the reason why it's like you don't realize how valuable their th establishment is to get people from around the world to go and spend money in their country but what does it have to do with Canadian? You mean as like British people? Yeah, or just like, this or as a reason. Yeah, why the monarchy is like brings attention to England. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, and I've heard as Canadians and Australians, like being part of the Commonwealth, it's often easier to get working visas and to travel between yeah. countries because there's like understanding. So let us know what but are those things. But that seems so weird. It's like, yeah, oh, it I seems can like go there for we can travel anywhere work. else. Also, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's like the whole world saves thirty no. bucks on a visa. Yeah, is that really all our connections are? Because that's a loose connection. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, it's so good. The yeah. queen's like, no, don't leave. I'll save you $30 on entering our country. It's like, oh my God, okay. Um, we don't know anything about this. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah. Anything else on the monarchy, Greg? No, nope, we're good. Thanks so much. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like, like, Follow leave the comment. Now. Yeah, I read it? all the comments write on the YouTube comment. or Twitter. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, write the comments. Leave us. We haven't talked about reviews. Maybe one day we'll do Comment Corner again soon. And I saw someone commenting on our YouTube being like, I wanted to get on Comment Corner for so bad. Oh, I didn't know shit. how. So we maybe will bring that back. Okay, we, we, we will. We, we will. It's honestly, like really not that hard. We should just do it. And we appreciate all the comments and yeah. nice things you guys say. And, um, you know, Educate us on the monarchy if you want. <laughs> We're ready. All right. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Post. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag 
a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.